Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 11.9 FM. Broadcasting from Lower Carruthers Hall on Queen's campus in Kingston, Ontario. Today in YGK is brought to you by CFRC's News Collective. CFRC's news programming is made possible by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. On Tuesday, February 13th, Sydenham Street United will be hosting a pancake supper at the Spire in support of the Indigenous Food Sovereignty Garden being established by All Our Relations Land Trust. All Our Relations Land Trust is a charitable organization led by Indigenous peoples dedicated to protecting and restoring land and ecosystems in the greater Kingston area. The garden project, which was named the 2024 Kingston Community Climate Action Fund project, is currently in the process of fundraising in order to install solar panels at the site. These panels will provide power for a solar-powered irrigation system, recharging stations for electrical batteries, lighting, and various other important features for the site. Their current fundraising goal is $27,179. Faith United is currently in the process of donating the land the garden is on, located at 1467 Highway 15, and is supporting the fundraising efforts of the project through this upcoming pancake dinner. To talk about this upcoming event and the connection between Faith United and All Our Relations Land Trust, I sat down with Catherine Elston, Minister of Faith United Church and Sydenham Street United. I was wondering if you could describe the Indigenous Food Sovereignty Garden and its connection to Faith United. Yeah, so several years ago, Faith United Church uh, began dreaming about a vision for property they owned on Highway 15 and envisioned a place for healing, peace, and reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous residents of the Kingston area. And from that vision has grown the All Our Relations Land Trust, which is an Indigenous-led organization now overseeing the Highway 15 Indigenous Food Sovereignty Garden. The garden's uh, a place where Indigenous languages and land-based learning happen and biodiversity is fostered. So we're really hoping that this will be the year that the United Church will transfer ownership of that land to the All Our Relations Land Trust, which has really uh, taken on this project and and made it flourish. Yeah, absolutely. And considering that Faith United Church is donating this land, you see the importance of this project. I was wondering if you could speak a bit to the importance of the Indigenous Food Sovereignty Garden and similar projects. Well, I think the importance of the Food Sovereignty Garden has been recognized widely in the community because this year it's been named as the 2024 Kingston Community Climate Action Fund project. So this is a place um, for language revitalization. It's a place for, as I said, fostering biodiversity and uh, an opportunity, I think, for residents of Kingston to participate in cultivating um, a healing place of learning and right relationship as well as climate action. So we're, we're excited because they are there are medicine gardens, there's um, a fruit guild, there's a tiny forest, and there's also some infrastructure that has been built of late. They're, they're fundraising for solar panels, collecting rainwater, and donations right now until the end of March made at the Kingston Community Credit Union branches will be matched up to $5,000. So all of that, fundraising effort is going to support the All Our Relations Land Trust. Awesome, yeah, and um, you gave a few examples there, but I was wondering if you could get a bit deeper into how these proceeds are going to contribute to the goal of establishing this garden before we 
uh, get into the event that you're holding on Tuesday? Hmm. So they're fundraising specifically for solar panels, mm -hmm. and this has uh, allowed them to power different tools. They have a pump. Um, they're really trying to make the garden itself self-sustaining and kind of off the grid. Uh, and there's a shelter. So this infrastructure allows for groups to meet there, for ceremonies to be held, and um, for different teaching opportunities as well. Mm -hmm, definitely. And getting into your event on Tuesday, I was wondering if you could describe the pancake supper that you will be hosting at the Spire uh, next week. Yeah, so this is a joint effort of a number of United Churches, including Sydenham Street United Church, Faith United Church, Chalmers, and Edith Rankin. And we are coming together for what is a traditional pancake supper. It's a tradition for Shrove Tuesday, which is the day before the season of Lent in anticipation of Easter in the church calendar. Um, but this time, the proceeds are going to go entirely to supporting the All Our Relations Land Trust. Members of the congregations have donated ingredients for the meal and locally made maple syrup is provided by Robinson Innovation. So we're excited to host this community event, which is kind of a bringing together of our faith traditions, as well as our commitment to right relationship, community building and climate action. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really exciting. And thank you for getting into that. I was curious where the, the pancake supper portion of it all came from. That will be on Tuesday, February 13th. Uh, any details that folks need to know if they'd like to attend? Yeah, the Pancake Supper is going to be held on Tuesday, February 13th from 4.30 to 6.30 at the Spire, which is at 82 Sydenham Street. It's going to be in the upper hall and there's going to be hotcakes and real maple syrup, butter, <laughs> um, strawberry sauce and some sausages. And all of the donations will go to, towards supporting the All Our Relations Land Trust. Once again, the Pancake Supper will be taking place at the Spire on Tuesday, February 13th between 4.30pm and 6.30pm. Entry is by donation, and as stated by Elston, all proceeds will support all our Relations Land Trust garden project. Come as you're able and uh, scarf some pancakes down and just enjoy the, the community spirit. In more news from the Spire, the Spire and the Seniors Association of Kingston Region have announced new seniors programming at a historic downtown facility. Registration is open for the Seniors Association's latest series of programs. This diverse and engaging lineup is tailored for seniors and proudly hosted at the Spire, located at 82 Sydenham Street in downtown Kingston. Programming at the Spire includes artist rendezvous, cardio go-go, guitar, let's dance, line dancing, Pilates, and more. I sat down with Sam McLeod, general manager manager at the Spire to discuss this new partnership. To kick us off, I was wondering if you could just speak a bit to how this all came together. Did the Seniors Association just reach out to you and ask you to provide a venue or how did this all come together? You know, we've been working to upgrade the Spire for years um, and make it a place, you know, a community hub, a place that lots of different people and organizations can use for a variety of reasons. Um, we're, we're really proud of what we've made here. and. You know, getting that message out that it's available, that it, the, the rents are very low cost, and that we, we particularly like supporting not-for-profits, charities, and things like that is important to us. So we did reach out to the Seniors Association and let them know, you know, the space is available, it's been upgraded, um, and they came for a tour and, you know, they loved it. And we're right downtown immersed in a, a sea of uh, senior population here. So uh, it, I think it just kind of works for everybody. and. We're really happy to be part of it. We have a huge senior community involved in this building, so they're very excited and it, it just worked. Good symbiosis or, or something like that. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I was wondering if you could speak a bit to the importance of hosting senior-specific programming. Yeah, I mean, it's super important. And I think as a civilization, we're, we're learning more and more about the value of activities and um, different kinds of arts and um, learning opportunities for seniors and how vital that is to keeping healthy, um, to keeping active and things like that. So, you know, as I, I was mentioning, we have a lot of seniors that use this building already. So it who, who, who themselves could benefit from this. So it's really important to provide the right kind of services for our community members, for the community that surrounds us. And seniors programming is vital to that, to the people who use our building and, and, and others. So we're, we're very excited about it and the programs that are being offered. And uh, yeah, it looks, it's a great fit, I think all around. Yeah, absolutely. And getting into the programming, what kind of programming is on the docket? So here we have uh, Cardio Go-Go, we've got guitar lessons for advanced and intermediate students, we've got Let's Dance, we've got Line Dancing, Simply Moving, um, which is just kind of it's like a, a relaxed kind of Tai Chi style uh, movement exercises. We've got Pilates, we've got an artist rendezvous, which is for senior artists um, to meet up, to talk and just kind of share their experiences and their arts and collaborate. Uh, so a whole bunch of different things, which is really, really nice. And so it's being offered on Mondays and Tuesdays here. And uh, the sign-up's February 2nd. We hope people will sign up and come into the building and enjoy these great these great programs provided by the Seniors Association. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you have such a variety. Arts, movement, opportunities for all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's great, right? And, you know, I, we as an institution really try to promote the arts. Uh, you know, we have a performance hall, we do regular events here. So having seniors in the building doing arts is, just, is perfect for our mandate and what we try to support and we'd like to grow on that. Um, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, how can folks register? So people can go to the Senior Center website and um, or they can call the Senior Center and I'm, I'm happy to give the um, the phone number if that's of interest, but they can call uh, 613-548-7810 and they can register that way. They can go down to the Senior Center um, and join the Senior Center. And once you're joined with the Senior Center, you have a membership, you have access to wonderful programs at the Spire, at the Senior Center itself and across the city. And they're definitely growing. It's an amazing organization. And I think really great for our senior community to get involved with. Earlier today, local MVP Ted Shu met with the team at the Joe Chiflin Memorial Musical Instrument Library, Joe's Mill, to hear more about the $28,000 Resilient Communities Fund grant they received from the Government of Ontario through the Ontario Trillium Foundation. The grant is being used to improve access to the mill's instruments by creating weekly pop-ups in Kingston's Rideau Heights community and to ensure that mill's financial technology platform and operational process are up to date. The project was started in April of 2023 and will continue until April of 2025. Joe's Mill is a nonprofit musical instrument library located in Kingston. It was inspired by the late Joe Chidlin, a talented bass player who wanted everyone to experience the joy of playing an instrument. Several years and over 1,000 instruments later, Joe's Mill is a thriving charitable organization powered by its volunteers and community partnerships. Joe's Mill has over 1,000 instruments and resources, including guitars, keyboards, drums, violins, percussion, amplifiers, exotic instruments, sheet music, and much more. And they're all available to borrow free of charge. The Ontario Trillium Foundation's mission is to build healthy and vibrant communities across Ontario. Last year, OTF invested over $110 million into 1,022 community projects and partnerships. You can visit otf.ca to learn more.
That wraps up our local news headlines for this evening, and next up, I'm passing it to Zayden Vergara with our sports desk. Good evening, everyone. My name is Zayden Vergara, and it's time for your CFRC Sports Rundown. We are currently just one day away from the 2024 Car Harris Challenge Cup that's going to be taking place between your Queens Golden Gales and the RMC Paladins at the Leon Center with puck drop at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Car Harris Challenge Cup was initiated in 1986 by the International Hockey Hall of Fame in celebration of the hockey rivalry between Queens and Royal Military College, which dates back to 1886. The rivalry is the longest in the world on record, making it a very historic part of Kingston. And the trophy is named after the Carr Harris family, which has a long-standing connection with both Kingston universities. In addition to the Carr Harris trophy, the top player from each team is awarded the Mary Carr Harris Most Valuable Player Award. Looking back at previous Carr Harris Cup results, RMC vs. Queens last year was a 1-2 overtime victory for Queens to keep their playoff dreams alive. Before that, we had the 2020 school year in which Queens won 2-4 against RMC. But the year before that, in 2019, Queens won RMC 5. If you aren't going to be able to get to the game at Leon Center, you can tune in live to CFRC 101.9 FM. And I'll be joined by the one and only Jordan Dax. And we'll be breaking down the entire match with play-by-play and color commentary. And don't miss Facts with Dax tomorrow at 6 p.m as Jordan and I are going to be live at the Leon Center for a special edition of his show and we have to bring you all the relevant information that you are looking for. But on that note, we're going to transition right on over to Campus News as I was able to get an interview with Simona Damiani from The Core and tell you all about why you should be going to your Queen's email and voting right away to keep The Core alive. Yeah, I'm now joined by Simona Damiani here from The Core. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Now, can you just tell me a little bit about The Core? What does it stand for and what services does it provide? For sure. So The Core stands for Campus Observation Room. And so we are an overnight alcohol detoxification center that runs in the center of the residence block in Leonard Hall um, overnights on Fridays and Saturdays. And so we basically just provide an inclusive uh, space where people can come to sleep if they've had a little bit too much to drink. That's that's awesome. And we're, we're here to talk uh, about the referendum. Can you just speak a little bit to, to what that is and why it's important? Uh, for sure. So our fee is up for its triennial review. So every three years we go through this process of having um, students vote on whether they'd like the um, 85 cent fee that we have for CORE to continue. So we need students to vote yes um, uh, in order to um, continue having that mandatory student fee, which provides us funds so we can continue to provide that service. Now, I've had some friends that have uh, that have wound up at the core, especially in, in first year, and I, I really believe it's a, a really important service. Um, can you just speak to the, the impact that you've been able to see it have on campus? Um, for sure. So um, generally, there, like, there are some nights where um, there's like more partying um, and also around um, like times where there's street partying. Um, we can see a lot of people who, you know, they, it's the first, maybe it's in their, they're in their first year. Um, they don't really have that many friends in Kingston yet. Um, and so it's a good place where they can know um, that they'll be safe um, while they're sleeping off some intoxication. 
Now, a big concern that, that someone originally had was the confidentiality. Can you just speak to how the core is confidential? Yeah, so we are a completely confidential service, so we won't disclose that you were there or anything else about your visit to police, parents, profs, or anyone who's trying to inquire. That sounds like a really good service that is really important for, for the Queen's campus. Um, can you just speak to when this referendum is and how you can vote? Um, for sure. So the referendum will be taking place on February 6th and 7th. So you'll get an email um, on the morning of the 6th um, from vote at simplyvoting.ca. Um, and it will allow you to open your ballot and then you can select um, yes to vote for core. And um, then they'll tally up the votes after that. All right, if someone wanted to get involved with the core, how, how could they do that if they want to volunteer with you? Um, for sure. So our applications are actually open now, um, and they will be open until February 13th, um, and they're available on the Queen's Health Promotion website. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Simona, and make sure you go February 6th and 7th on your phones and go and vote, vote for the core referendum. Extremely important to help them keep their fee, and it's a very important service on campus. Once again, it was great to have the chance to talk with Simona Damiani all about the core and the referendum. Today's the last day to vote to keep the core alive, and I highly encourage all students to go and log in to their Queen's email and vote now before the end of the day. But on that note, that's all for your campus news. This is Christina coming in with your CFRC weather report. For tonight, we're expecting partly cloudy skies. Winds will be up to 15 kilometers per hour and we have a low of minus seven, wind chill near minus 11 overnight. For tomorrow, we're looking forward to sunny skies, becoming a mix of sun and cloud in the morning. Winds will be up to 15 kilometers per hour and we have a high of plus four. Wind chill will be near minus 11 in the morning. Tomorrow night, we're expecting cloudy skies with a low of plus three. That wraps up your CFRC weather report for this evening and next up is your traffic report. This is your CFRC weekly traffic report. Please note that the winter parking ban is still in effect. Motorists are advised that overnight on-street parking is not permitted during the months of January and February. As for road closures, starting off, we have Balaclava Street Bay to Renan is closed February 6th and 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. each day for the removal of a tree by City of Kingston forestry crews. University Avenue Union to Earl is still closed until May 29th for the Queen's J-Duck project. In other delays on Queen Street, Montreal to Sydenham, expect an eastbound lane closure in until April 1st. Detours will be in place for the duration of the link closure. Next up is your events calendar with Danielle Draper. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for February 5th to 11th. Have an event you'd like covered on our website and news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On February 5th, registration for summer classes opens on Solus for Queen students. Moving on to February 6th, the Tet Center for Teaching and Learning will be hosting an Active Learning Strategies workshop at Matt Corey Hall in room D202 from 11.30am to 12.30pm. Explore the principles of active learning, troubleshoot ways of adapting instructional strategies, and learn to overcome the architectural limitations of a variety of classroom contexts. To register for free, visit reg.learningstream.com. On February 7th, Reel Out Queer Film Festival continues at the Screening Room. To view screening times and purchase tickets, visit screeningroomkingston.com. The last day for the festival is February 10th. Also on February 7th is an open stage drag show at the Grad Club. This event is open to first-time or returning performers who want to get out there and show their stuff. No experience necessary. Cover is $5 at the door, cash only. 
The History Summer Job Fair will be held at Mitchell Hall on February 7th from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. This job fair will bring together a variety of local organizations offering a wide range of summer job opportunities for students interested in local history and Kingston's heritage. No need to register. On February 8th, the Art, History, and Fine Arts DSCs will be presenting the 2024 Arts Gala at Union Gallery from 6 to 10 p.m. Tickets are $15 and only available to students in Art, History, or Fine Arts. For more information and to purchase tickets, head to theassesstore.com. February 9th and 10th is the 5th Annual Queen's Conference on Indigenous Reconciliation, focusing on reconciliation in business and law. To see the locations of the events in a detailed itinerary, purchase tickets at eventbrite.com. The Queen's University Department of Art History and Art Conservation's Graduate Visual Culture Association will be hosting the 23rd Annual Context and Meaning Graduate Student Conference from February 9th to February 10th. This year's conference seeks to facilitate discussions regarding how time is experienced and constructed, how we view the past through a contemporary lens, and how artworks, images, and other objects of visual culture mediate history. The conference will take place at Agnes Etherington Art Center on February 9th and over Zoom on February 10th. To register for free, visit www.gvca.ca. On February 10th, head over to the rehearsal hall at the Tet Center for Creativity and Learning for their one-day pottery odds, ends, and imperfection sale. The sale takes place from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Also on the 10th is the 15th annual Valentine's Slow Dance taking place at the Grad Club from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Formal dress is encouraged, but not necessary. Tickets are $25 and can be purchased at eventbrite.com. This event is 19 plus. Part of Union Gallery's annual fundraiser, Side by Side, is its live ticketed event taking place on Zoom February 10th at 7 p.m. All ticket holders claim an artwork, but the order in which they select is left up to chance. All funds raised directly support Union Gallery's not-for-profit mission and programming. Purchase tickets at www.zeffy.com. And lastly, on February 11th, head to YGK Combative from 1 to 2 p.m. for Women's Intro to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a form of submission grappling that incorporates aspects of Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, and Wrestling. To register for free, visit ygkcombativesgroup.com. And moving into our concerts for the week, on February 5th, there are no concerts scheduled. On February 6th, Tom Savage will be hosting an afternoon happy hour jam at the RCHA Club. This is an open mic jam with Tom Savage and friends where everyone is welcome. The event is free and runs from 4 to 7 p.m. On February 7th, head over to the Musiki Cafe and Whiskey Bar at 8 p.m. to see Frank Ryan perform. This event is pay what you want by donation to the musicians. You must be 19 plus to attend. On February 8th, Spencer Evans and the Goat Steppers will be performing at the RCHA Club from 7 to 10 p.m. for free. Also on the 8th, head to the Royal Tavern for free karaoke at 8 p.m. You must be 19 plus to attend. Moving on to February 9th, Excuses Excuses will be performing with support from Melancholy Caravan and the Petras at the Mansion. The show starts at 8 p.m. and you must be 19 plus to attend. Tickets are $15 and can be purchased at themansion.rocks. Craig Cardiff, a singer-songwriter known throughout Canada, will be performing at Musiki Cafe on February 9th at 6 p.m. Tickets are $28.25 and can be purchased at Eventbrite. Doors open at 5 p.m. On February 10th, Brother Elsie and guests will be performing at the Broom Factory from 7.30 to 10 p.m. This is an all-ages event. Tickets are $20 and can be purchased at ticketscene.ca. Also on the 10th, Doug Vanderhorden will be performing at the Embassy Live Music Cafe from 7 to 9.30 p.m. Cover is $10 and doors open at 7. This is an all-ages event. Over at the mansion, indie band Rexford Drive will be performing with support from the Backsteps and Skeleton Park Radio on February 10th from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Tickets are just $10 may be purchased at Linktree slash Rexford Drive. You must be 19 plus to attend. And lastly, on February 11th, head over to the Toucan at 11.30pm for a free 19 plus karaoke event. This has been Danielle with your event and concerts calendar for February 5th to 11th, wishing you all a great week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, you can head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. 
Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What Will I Wear 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats and sunglasses, everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear. 